Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the second episode of the all new loading screen. I'm your host, Amar Sohail, back again. Uh, you couldn't get it with me that easy. And with me, instead of Johnson Sultan, we have a new challenger. People give it up for Ethan Mackin. They would like to do At which point we would just edit in a thunderous applause. Hi, how's it going? Also, first of all, I'm shocked. I'm pretty sure someone's got loading screen trademarked somewhere. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's too generic a term. I'm not sure. Anyway, until they contact us, they haven't got it trademarked, okay? The podcast formerly known as Loading Screen. <laughs> it was the podcast formerly known as Loading Screen for a while, but then we decided to go with Loading Screen again. That's fair enough. It's you, like, should, you, should go, you should go with one of those wicked symbols, just like Prince made up that time. Yeah. Then again, he's well, he, dead. he just went back to Prince, though. It never <laughs> sticks. It never sticks. That's true. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, we start off the podcast by talking about what we have been playing in the past week. So, Ethan... What have you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, recently, before I came over here, it's just been mostly Overwatch, some Counter-Strike. Obviously, Counter-Strike is going to be a main staple in my life, no matter where I go <laughs> or what I do, whether I, whether I like it or not. But thank God it's okay, um, other than, you know, certain gambling issues. Which we'll, we'll get to later. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, uh, that Overwatch and Hyperlight Drifter. That, oh really? Yeah, that indie kind of Kickstarter darling that was that kind of came out to kind of a muddy release because it was it was locked at thirty frames, which was a bit odd considering that most kind of roguelites like that are not really roguelites. It's it's a it's a Dark Souls esque one of the millions of them that there yeah. is now. It's kind of Zelda type game. Gorgeous. That's two D, right? Yeah, it's it's two D top down. I would almost say isometric, but it, it, it you are looking straight on top mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. But um, it is absolutely fantastic with how it looks and how it's presented and like the weird kind of ambiance it has. Now I'm only early into it, so mm-hmm. maybe it kind of falls away later on. But the intro to that game, no matter like if you're interested in this game or not, or whether you're into these little indie pixel darlings or not, the intro to that game is phenomenal. It is a work of art and it is beautiful and it's just artistic taken alone that is one of the most beautiful things i've seen in a video game i definitely recommend anyone being a fan of pixel art or not watch the intro on youtube or something like that because yeah intro i definitely Drifter have a look at it's it absolutely now. fantastic really That's... eerie really ominous but really really cool uh just seeping with tons and tons of atmosphere you know and which 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 it then goes on to with the game and just becomes crushingly difficult. <laughs> um, that was all my problem with like Dark Souls games is that like I love I love the tone, I love yeah. the aesthetic, I even the gameplay super solid. Yeah, I just Two don't. Solid games, but I just don't have the patience and I don't have the time to put into a Dark Souls because uh, I just feel I'm not making any progress. Oh, I'm like, like the Witcher same. Three is like one of those games where like it's a massive time sink. Yeah. But I always feel like I'm making progress. Yeah, so true. it's not like exhausting on you when you play yeah, it, yeah. you know? And, 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 and that said, if you do come across issues, you can always bump down the difficulty. There is no difficulty to bump down in Dark Souls. You're just given it as it is. And that said, it knows what it is. Its community obviously knows what it is. It wears what it is on its, like, on its sleeve, you know? Yeah. It definitely it makes no apologies for what it is. Yeah. And it's like, either you get this or you, or don't, you don't. And yeah. if you don't, Tough shit. True. true. <laughs> Get on with it. Yeah. Go play Viva Pinata, you fucking casual. <laughs> hey, Viva Pinata is not for casuals. There's an intense breeding mechanism in place 
they, they people really got super into for achievements and stuff when it started the Xbox 360 launch. No, believe it or not, Viva Pinata was actually considered a quite yeah, a good, a very good intense game. game. It's a very no, I've never played it myself, but yeah. I've only heard of it. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. I've yeah. never played it because I own a PS3 and a Fair PS4, uh, which. That was uh, that, that was one of the killer apps for the Xbox 360. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks about Halo. Everybody talks about the pinata. <laughs> pinata. The dark horse. The literal dark horse pinata <laughs> of the Xbox 360 life, <laughs> life cycle. Uh, that's how I've been playing. Um, Anything on your Vita? No, my Vita is dead, unfortunately. I tried to boot up... But Vita means life! <laughs> Not only is the Vita dead in its life cycle, <laughs> but it's also dead as in technically not working. The the touchscreen on it stopped working, and I was in the middle of Persona 4, which was literally, my Vita was my Persona 4 machine. <laughs> it was just like, I need to play this game, so now I'm going to probably emulate Persona or just but watch it play. But you don't really it. need the but, but touchscreen. You, 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 but you need it to unlock the fucking Vita when it starts up. Shit. I don't exactly, <laughs> right? Because you don't. Because most sensible games don't need the fucking touchscreen because it's how awkward and cumbersome it is. And so it's like, you, so no games in their right mind use it unless Tearaway, which was a really ingenious and really cool it, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, love good, love good, a lot of good buzz about that game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it sold too well, being for the fact it was on the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the PS4 version sold all right, apparently. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard right, but then you, you lose all the little intricacies that yeah. came with the mechanics. Apparently the PS4 version, though, like they did retool it completely for DualShock 4. That was... Um, that was Media Molecule, wasn't it? Yeah, the that was the Media Molecule, yeah. But it was their B team, I believe. Oh, oh fair enough. What was their A team working on? Oh, they're working on Dreams. They're working on Dreams, yeah. Yeah, that didn't show at E3 at all this year, did Yeah, I, I think it's one of those games where, like... They're, they're, they're still working on it. like, what the fuck even is this game, guys? <laughs> like, we made a, we made a build for E3. We just threw it together because we were drunk one night and we realised, oh, fuck, E3's next week. We told Sony we're making something. Quickly, make this crotchy old man who looks like a puppet and make him play the piano. I don't know, whatever. The game is what you want it to be, guys. <laughs> That sounds like Media Monica. Yeah, it of does, it does, it does. But like, um, they had that big, they had a big enough showing uh, at uh, Sony's um, uh, PSX last oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I assume they're saving for PSX again this year. Maybe, maybe. Or Gamescom, Gamescom comes at the end of this. Yeah, do we know if yeah, Sony's doing a Gamescom conference this year? Because they didn't do one last year. Don't know. Uh, I know Xbox is tuning down their their um, their presence at it as well, where it's just like. No, like Gamescom is the one of the public ones. That's the ones where you need to dig your heels in. It's stuff like E3 where you kind of, like everybody else has decided to pull back a bit and yeah. go, hmm, maybe, you know, appealing to this trade fair, which, you know, is selling your game to go, hey, GameStop, hey, Walmart, hey, Best Buy, carry our game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I think they're saving dreams for... Uh, PSX anyway and I think that's okay if they pull back from uh, Gamescom in Germany because PSX is a yeah, community yeah. based yeah and, it, and, and and they're not competing with anybody but themselves they're, they have their own open space like, like they Bethesda. can do what they want at PSX yeah, like. Like, like like that's what Bethesda and, and uh, EA did this year at E3 they're like let's just pull out and have our own events so we're not well, Bethesda is technically part of E3. Oh, it is, yeah. No, just EA have pulled out and made it a separate thing. But yeah. Bethesda is just the same day. It's the Sunday. Um, you know, like, I always feel like EA could have set the bar, but they dropped it like a ton of bricks, didn't they? It was just a depressing E3, E3 for EA, I found. 
I mean, as regards to weed-related content, I think they're pretty high up the bar. <laughs> Between Zac Efron and Jamie Foxx. And Snoop Dogg. All getting toasted and playing Battlefield. Which, 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 which um, I'm not sure, because they do have a lot of upcoming games. And to be honest, one of the games I'm most looking forward to this year is Titanfall 2, because I love the original so much. It was just like... It was... it. it Titanfall 1 was Did like... Did you play it on uh, Xbox or PC? No, PC. 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 Um, I, uh, I think I, I remember going out and spending 60 quid and buying it on disc so I didn't have to wait for it to Wow, die. you actually bought on I, disc. I bought a PC game on disc. What year was that? Like 2014? 2013? I'd say it was 2013. Yeah, 2013. Was, yeah. 2013. Cause, yeah, because 2014 was a really weak year for games. Yeah, yeah. that was it. Um, it New consoles and stuff, it was, it was odd. Yeah. Oh, no, 2013 had... It did. It was was the first year of the new consoles, but that's when everything released on both and Titanfall yeah. released on 360 as well. Yeah, yeah. Didn't look that bad actually. Now that I remember screenshots and stuff, but um, I bought it on disc because I'd heard the they didn't compress the audio files, which is what compromises most of the audio in or most of the file file size on the disc. So I was just like, I don't want to wait for 30 gigs to download. I want to play it at midnight on release if this is a multiplayer only game this is my chance to dominate and, and do well in it so I just bought it on disc and the disc just boots it up and you never need it again so if you ever need to play a game immediately on PC buy a disc buy a disc because it it, it just it has the content and you don't have to use the disc again yeah, yeah. you know but now that said you have to pay fucking 50 quid for a fucking disc when you, you can buy it for like 2 cents <laughs> on Steam, Steam in the or, summer or you know fucking other grey market key sellers we won't name G2A <laughs> um, yeah um, so yeah Titanfall 2 and stuff and it just looks interesting it looks it looks Titanfall 1 was interesting in, 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 the, in the way that splashing around in a kiddie pool and just dominating everyone and pushing over kids and just shoving their faces in the water is, is really cool it's a really really cool really powerful experience but shallow as fuck. <laughs> like, absolutely no progression. I think there was like five weapons in that game or something. And I got really, really good up to the point where I got on the leaderboards for the UK. I got like top 30 or something like that. And I got really good in it and I just stopped playing. Like, even though it was a game I could dominate at and get really good at. And I really hadn't just, enjoyed just the moment to moment. It, it, it kept nobody, you know, yeah. nobody played it. Nobody played Plastic. Like, I remember like the hype being real for like the first three months. Mm. And then it like, off a cliff yeah there was no like slowly simmer down it was like three months done pyong, it cut is off it is see like one of the one of the toughest things to do i think in this day and age, in this kind of current video game climate is to release a multiplayer only game get the price point right the people don't feel ripped off by not having a single player campaign but to also keep the progression going and keep the keep the people keep the keep the people wanting more keep mm. the people playing that's where the likes of Overwatch fail or Overwatch, sorry, Overwatch, Overwatch is not failing my Overwatch friend Overwatch is not failing <laughs> it's sorry Evolve failed and we'll, we'll get on to Evolve in a yeah. minute and uh, the likes of Rainbow Six as much as I really enjoy Siege and think it's a really fantastic game I thought Ubisoft game. did okay it, it's, it's, it's done okay but it doesn't have a lot of active users Um mainly because they're, they're still selling it like 60 quid for just multiplayer only when the kind of sweet spot for multiplayer only seems to be about 40 quid mark yeah. and the same thing was said with Titanfall and they just need to get this progression system right or else people are going to fall off do you think it's because these games are more PvP instead of things like Destiny and The Division that are PvE and PvP 
Well, yeah, like that's because Destiny, and the division, yeah, they're, tec- they're, 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 techni- they're technically online only, yes. yeah, um, and which you can you can create more content, mm-hmm. like like you just can't physically like by just adding more a- more AI or whatever raids, etc. Or et or in the likes of Bungie with Destiny, just create a po- really really polished one third of a game and just make people play it over <laughs> and over again, and then bring to out get, two, and then bring two and thirds, it, yeah, and then and then re- release DLC that changes the color of the guys you're fighting, and everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> the boundaries and new content here god <laughs> not a fan of destiny <laughs> no no as, as someone who's a huge fan of the halo series and a huge fan of bungie destiny ended up not being the most innovative thing in the world but more like a poor version of a poor version with without the style or content of borderlands 2 in my, in my opinion now granted it's got a great community it's got you know a far bigger player base than it need, than it deserves. It's got great raids. The post-release support for that game has been phenomenal. Yes. I'll give it that. Bungie has been very good at constant DLC, constant updates, and expansions. But but given the year up to release uh, of Destiny... And, the hype and, it had behind and it. The hype it had, but, but, but then you, also behind the scenes, you saw key players leaving... Uh, the writer left like yeah, he, like, he, he works at Microsoft now. He's actually writing ReCore. That, oh, that, is that... Yeah, cool? yeah, yeah. yeah. Get his name, um, but a lot of like key developers are, are either went back to three four three and worked on Halo again, or went okay no like we because seemingly Activision have a very very tight collar on you and that Activision just didn't like their story and just decided instead of this story we'll just have no story and infamously have one of our characters tell you I don't have time to tell you I don't have time to tell you what's going on <laughs> and at, at one point I screamed. And the, I, the I, ending I, I, of that, like when you finish the last mission of that game, it's so disappointing. It's so I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But that's it. Like, Excuse me, I'm they, talking about base testing here as well, not talking about the expansions. Uh, yeah. When it first came out, I like it took me probably like four hours to beat the whole game. Really? Yeah. Well, like I'm, I, gonna, I just I'm not talking about post game content. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like purely doing all yeah. the missions once. Yeah. In one go, in one playthrough, it took me about four or five hours to beat that game, and like the story is non-existent. And uh, yeah, that was that was one of the last games I played my PS4 before it was stolen, and I was just like, I like I think well like one of the last things I was left with was the box for Destiny, and I was like, <laughs> all right, fair enough, okay. This, this, this empty husk. Yeah, I was like, this this this, this is what I deserve for buying Destiny in the first place and pre-ordering like a con. Oh my god, the the only two games I can remember in recent history ever pre-ordering was fucking Destiny and Watch Dogs. And oh I, wow! Yeah. Yes. Bad decisions, Ethan. Yeah, Bad yeah. decisions. Yeah, I was like Ubisoft. I like them. I like the idea of open world stuff. This is before they made their four millionth game in a row of climb the watchtower and unlock this part of the map. 2016 simulator, um, and I was like, oh no, they can do it. Like if it's like Spinner Cell, because they just made Blacklist, and Spinner Cell Blacklist, although it didn't sell that well, I don't think, and the fact that he got rid of um, the main voice actor, I forget his name, but fantastic guy. Uh, really really deep tone and like they made Sam Fisher older but they got a younger guy to voice him because they wanted the the, the body modeler to be the voice as well and I was like no fucking is it Michael something I don't know I can't remember his name mm-hmm. but he's really he's the iconic voice but that game played really really did well did you play that? oh yeah like it's like oh, stealth games are my favourite favourite genre Like mm-hmm. and, and like one of my favourite achievements to do is to run through games without killing a single person I've run through Dishonored without killing a single person. And unless you have to. I've, I've, I've run through uh, Blacklist without killing anybody. Chaos Theory and Spinter Cell without killing anybody. I've 
Oh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I finished without killing a single person. Wow, that's really impressive. Like, and it's it's. Did you do that on your first playthrough? Yes. Because Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I just Johnny just, put like a hundred hours in that game, and he was like, "Nah, just fucking die." <laughs> because because it just adds it. it I, I think stealth adds a lot of a lot of tension you know that that, that self done right yeah that, that yeah sure. self, self, self done right adds a lot of tension I never felt there was tension in Dishonored because I would just really? like save you know oh see. save scum and come back to yeah, it yeah yeah well like obviously it's a very cheap way of doing it mm-hmm. uh, but I always like but if the tools are there why not use them yeah yeah uh, Metal Solid always felt much more like Metal Solid 5 I love that game. It's the most. In, it's like the most disappointing game of all time. I love it. Uh, Johnny says that a lot about it as that, well. That Metal Gear Solid Five is literally one of the greatest toolbox sandbox games. Oh yeah, it's, it's the greatest sandbox with one of the most amazing toolboxes of a game ever. It's just disappointing that that is literally three quarters of a game. Yeah, like not even. No, no, that's like two. That's like one third of a game. <laughs> you, you do have enough content it just it, it, the cutoff point is harsh yeah right. very harsh it is it is a very sudden cut to credits oh shit I didn't get my closure <laughs> and also this game you can tell like, very much so when they ran out of money that's true that's true and well you can when always Konami you, start funding you, them you, yeah. you can always get the sequel by playing the pachinko machines <laughs> oh, oh Konami they did. They did. They did eventually do a Metal Gear Solid Three Pachinko Machine using the Fox engine, using that engine they used for Metal Gear Solid Five NPT. That amazing, wow. really well done engine is just used for these cutscenes in this fucking arcade slot machine in Japan. Jesus Christ! And they and used it to remake Three, which is you know the fan favorite on Metal Gear Solid games. People flip their shit when they saw these you know fully rendered big boss. You know, really really nice looking in their favorite game, but. It was only for cutscenes in a fucking <laughs> slot machine. But that said, that fucking pachinko rakes in money for them. Yeah, but anyways, moving on from that. Uh, we were talking about what we were playing this week and we got onto this. Oh, yeah. Um, is that everything you've been playing this week? Um, I think so. I've been playing a lot of Valkyria Chronicles as well. Oh, very, yes, yes. I've heard very good it, things about it. Oh, absolutely fantastic. If if anyone is, is a fan of XCOM or other tactical squad based games XCOM 2 is coming to PS4 I heard that October I, you know, I think I think so yeah it's coming out soon enough um, fall anyway um, I played XCOM 2 XCOM 2 is the definition of how you do a sequel right it is improving in every aspect have of you played the game. Witcher 2 and 3 <laughs> I have played a bit of the Witcher 2 and whatever way the combat system works I just don't understand it yeah I the Witcher 2 combat system is it makes no sense but I but I've heard Witcher One is virtually unplayable. <laughs> I, I actually played through the entirety of Witcher One. Really? Uh, like uh, the Christmas when uh, the Witcher was coming out. Uh, you anyway? In regards. So Witcher One, I played all of it December before the Witcher Three came out. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I'm gonna rush through the Witcher games, man. I'm gonna do it. I Witcher One, holy crap. That game did not age well. I imagine. No, I've, I've, I've heard repeatedly it just isn't. It just doesn't age well. Like, why don't you? Why don't you just do a sensible thing and just watch a video playthrough of it? I mean, like that's what I did. Because in- your decisions carry over. Ah, uh, from The Witcher One. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do to two. But in two, at the start, you're given a tutorial that just says, "Hey, what kind of person are you?" And 
say this happened, what would you do? And it's just like, and that kind of filled it in, kind of Mass Effect comic book style for the yeah. PlayStation when that got released. Yeah, Mass Effect 2, yeah. That's what I did for Metal Gear, because I, the first interactive piece of media I ever played was Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill. When I was six or seven years old, at my BBC. Silent Hill is not a good game for a six or seven year old. But that's the thing. Now my favorite genres are stealth and horror, yeah. when, and both really, really tricky genres that have to be done right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Silent Hill has been nightmares hard. for years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, just Paramount just sneaking up on you, but yeah, yeah. But I, I'd never gotten around to playing the Metal Gear games because I always because I had a PS One, but then I had an Xbox and an Xbox 360. So when Metal Gear Solid 5 came out and just, you know, it was, it was Kojima's, you know, swan song to the series. And I always heard it was so cinematic and such great storytelling. that I was like, fuck, I gotta play through it. So I played through one on PC because one is available on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played through two on my Vita. And I played through three on my Vita. And then three is a great game. I love three. Three is a really good game. Now that said, I didn't love it as much as I've, I've heard because I, like, like those games are good. They're good stealth games. They did a lot of amazing stuff at the time. But going back is extremely tough to play. Yes, yes, they're they're, they're old games in the worst way. But for the simple fact alone that Kojima wanted to make it feel difficult to be Snake, and by doing that, you have to hold down the triangle button, twiddle the left stick, <laughs> and then and then repeatedly trap triangle to aim your sight at a guy, and then press X while holding or and making lemon tea. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. Like and then there's the and then there's the whole infamous thing of him creating a fucking physics engine to make ice cubes melt in a fucking drink that was standing on the sand that you'd see for two seconds. <laughs> but that's the kind of absolute craziness that was Kojima and is Kojima. Yeah, it is Kojima. Yeah, obviously from Death Stranding. Yeah, which fuck that which is. Literally everybody was like, uh, I just remember watching uh, E3 here with uh, Jonathan, and mm. uh, Jonathan's exact words were, "Kojima, why are you here? You have nothing." You yeah. have nothing, Kojima. Why are you here? Yeah, he, li- he literally, he literally officially left Konami like two or three months prior. Yeah, for that and team, they just went on holiday with Mark Cerny <laughs> around Europe. For and and to for them to do that within two or three months is absolutely fantastic. And according, like if if the trailer is correct, that's all in engine. So I don't. Know, what the, engine are they using? Obviously, because the guy that made the Fox engine came over with Kojima Productions, so obviously they just made the Fox engine again. Yeah, because te- te- technically Konami owned the Fox engine now and they can't use it but obviously like if they, if they made something like that that quickly with that amount of you know polish polish that that, that quickly that, that's got to be a really robust engine um, man that, that that left me with so many questions at the end of it I was just like but that what, is the, Kojima, fuck? That what is, the fuck did I just watch that is a Kojima game from oh, fucking the very first Metal Gears to fucking Boktai that Game Boy game that you had to go outside and use the solar panel on the game pad to power up your monsters to fight that's who Kojima is the guy who wants to make a game that when you die it just breaks the game disc and that's it <laughs> that he, like, he wanted to make a game like that and they're like no it wouldn't be marketable stop shut up <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to whatever whatever Death yeah because it seems like Sony's giving, Sony's giving them quite a quite, quite a lot of slack yeah you know? which, which you know which I think s- con- uh, he's one of those people who does need the slack yeah uh, he like 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 seeing an unbound and unrestricted Kojima is frightening and wonderful. Something we haven't seen respect. since the first Metal Gear. True, true, yeah. Something we haven't seen in like what twelve years? Yeah. That guy should just make a movie already. Like the guy obviously clearly wants to just make movies. Uh he actually said he doesn't. 
But he's but that's what essentially he's making with these games. They're so yeah. cinematic and they're so just movies. Like they're, they're yeah. Uh, Johnny's biggest disappointment with Metal Gear Solid Five was that there was no like an hour and a half cutscene like in Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> Cutscenes that t- that tell you don't it's like it's like leave down the controller and pick up a soda. And it's just like all right. <laughs> Which was fine when I was watching the whole thing on YouTube. But I was like, that's fine. It's grand. The whole thing is a fucking cinematic disaster piece to me anyway. Um, no, I loved it. I, I, I love, I, I like, as someone who loves stealth games, like, mechanically speaking, Metal Gear Solid Five is up there with Dishonored for some of the best stealth game mechanics there is. And the Are you looking forward to Dishonored too? then? Very, very much so. Just like, like, and, and, I was very disappointed they're showing at E3. In, in what respect? Because they, they showed, like... No, I was disappointed in Inspector where I, I was looking at it and I was just like, stop showing me Dishonored 2. Where I was like, I'm really looking forward to this game and you're showing me like 20 minutes of footage. I was like, I feel like that you should be <laughs> giving me a spoiler warning here and showing your own game. Because I felt like a lot of the stuff was just like, oh, look at all these new powers. Which I really enjoyed what they did with Dishonored 1 when they showed it off. Was mm. like, okay, let's go through this level just murdering everyone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then let's, let's go, go through this level being super stealthy no one sees us. Mm. You know, and they kind of showed that par- like paradigm shift, mm, yeah. and I think that worked. Uh, that showed off the game the best way possible. Mm. Whereas with this, is when oh, here's a bunch of new powers. But technically, that might be all they need is more powers and a more expanded universe. Um, you can actually get books that are just all the text written in the game. And what's really funny is, like, I played through Dishonored. My my younger brother played through Dishonored, and I I went the stealth route and not killing a single person, and he killed everybody on site he just murdered everybody and everything and we both had extremely different um experiences with the game uh it i think it took me like 16 maybe 17 hours to play through it mm-hmm. like stealth only it took him i think it was like five or six hours yeah it wouldn't it would have been that long if he's but, just... but but that said i knew so much more about the story i knew about the maker i know about the fucking rat lady and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the land of Pandaris or something like that where they exiled people and stuff like that and they actually built a really really interesting a lot of lore a lot of lore mm-hmm. and, and the whole use of the whale oil and, and, and the magic and I, I, fantastic. the whale oil thing I thought was very interesting oh very, really 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 cool yeah. um, and really cool aesthetic like it was, it was it was designed by the guy that designed the levels in Half-Life 2 and you can really see it you can really see stuff like the Citadel was stuff like the authority figure the brotherhood or whoever was you know the police force in yeah. Dishonored? You saw in the big giant black monolithic gr- steel sculptures that yeah. were their buildings. These giant stuff. boats were bringing in whales hung up on oh, hooks and like, stuff. It was horribly it, morbid, but in the most beautiful way. It, it had a very cool tone. Yeah, yeah, and a very cool art style as well, which I really enjoyed. Mm. Uh, it was very different from everything else that came out that year. Yeah, you know, it, it used caricatures. You know, it, mm. it, when when you commit to an art style, you it doesn't age. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like you can go back to cel shaded games and they still look. Pretty good, good, pretty yeah, decent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I was saying, Dishonored 2 doesn't have to have that much. It just has to have more of the world and more powers. Because Dishonored 1's biggest strength was the amount of powers they had and the synergies you could use with the powers. Yes, yes. And stuff that, like, and the way they made it meant that they could use these powers in ways they didn't expect. Like, they, they, they had a time stop ability and stuff like that. And what they didn't realize is that people could use a time stop ability and then use the force push ability to push arrows back at guys who are shooting at them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and when they do, they said to the developers, they're like, oh, we didn't realize you could do that. And it was just like, and that was amazing, you know, mm-hmm. the fact, but the fact that they built the mechanics to work that way. The physics to work that way. And the physics to work that way and mm-hmm. everything like that, you know. 
it, it just has to be a good toolbox. To have a really good stealth game, you just need to have really good mechanics and a really good toolbox. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, moving on from that, we're still talking about what games we're playing. We just keep getting derailed. Uh, is that all you've been playing this week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, for really interesting time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it's just been it's been Overwatch, really, lad. That's yeah. all. It's been Overwatch. Yeah, I play a lot of Overwatch. Competitive play has been rubbish. The rollout of that has been absolutely god awful. I've heard it's absolutely terrible. My placement matches went off without a hitch. Everything was fine, yeah. and then as soon as I went to ranked play, it's just been like I've lost like seven times in a row. Yeah, I've never lost seven times in a row playing Overwatch before. <laughs> yeah, like and people take it too seriously. But then, the thing that kind of irks me the most is the whole like what they do, how they treat players leaving that mechanic. Mm -hmm. If someone leaves from your team, but you still manage to pull out a victory, even though it's four v five. Or sorry, five v six. Um, sorry, I'm just getting used to almost every other game that's five v five. I I I still get used to the fact that Overwatch sixty six. Like I wipe out five guys. I'm yeah. like, that's the team. And then all of a sudden, a Reaper just goes dead. And I was like, God, oh yeah, there's six of them. Yeah, but like at least it wasn't medic going. Heroes never die, and you're just and then you put the gun in your own head. Yeah, you're like fuck this. <laughs> or or you're just one of those masochists. Was like, well, I get to, I guess I kill I get to kill everybody all over again. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, so if, 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 if you lose a player but still manage to win, the, the, their, their idea of balancing the fact that you've lost a player means that both sides, the match kind of doesn't count. So the, you, both, you both win or lose a tiny bit of XP as opposed to a lot. Mm -hmm. So, But like if, 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 if you're a man down and win, the fact you get punished for that is bizarre, I think. Yeah. Um, and also I think that the, the penalties for leaving aren't strict enough. Because people are just leaving every match that they're losing. Oh, completely. Like, and I think I think Dota has a good way, and Counter Strike has a good way. Now, I haven't played a lot of Dota, but I know Counter Strike is: you leave once, you got a thirty-minute ban. You leave just after that thirty-minute ban, you get a two-hour ban. You leave again, four hours, eight, sixteen, and then I think it's like thirty days. And it's just like fuck, thirty days. Like, I think the, I think the, the longest ban I've ever gotten in Counter Strike is like thirty days, or not thirty days, sorry, two hours, just because um, I like I kept disconnecting because I had shitty internet. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah, just Overwatch, lad. Uh, so, so with the competitive play, let's just launch into it here. Mm. They announced last night that they are reducing it to one hero per, per team. team. Per team. Yeah, one type of hero per team. Yeah, one. Well, yeah, one hero character. One car One version of a character per player. Per so team. no more five Torbjorns. <laughs> no more five Torbjorns. No more. The funniest fucking thing is getting six soldiers. And just having them all fire off their voice lines. And because, and because we're all soldiers now. Yeah, which is the fucking funniest one because you just spam that. Just like, we're all soldiers because you really are all soldiers, soldiers now. now. But that is so they surprisingly a, effective. They had a weekly brawl there that was titled "We're All Soldiers Now," where you could only play as Soldier Seventy Six. That's brilliant. I just, I just love the, I, I just love the wordplay they had there week before last, where they had Mercy and Farah, and they call it Pharmacy, Pharmacy, and I was just like, that's brilliant. That's weird. That's really good wordplay. If you could just make all of your active weekly brawls just word plays I'd just be happy they can be completely unbalanced I don't mind they can just, <laughs> well just, they are they're, like, they're oh, supposed they are, to be they're it's, supposed, it's they're, a joke like, yeah. so it's supposed to be a bit of fun yeah yeah but yeah no because of all of the shit I've heard that happened in competitive I just haven't touched it I'm just like no Overwatch is the game I go to for when I've got 10 minutes to spare I'm just like yeah I'd like yeah, to that's one of my other big gripes with it is that like if I want to play a competitive game I have to put away I have to put a, put aside like 30 minutes 20-30 minutes but but that said if you want to play 
and it says it with it like I, i'm sure it says the same thing with dota but like when you start a counter counter strike competitive games it's like just and it comes up in a little yellow box up on the side just so you know you're committing to about 90 minutes of a game here I, just just know this is what you're committing to please don't leave your team and, and that's fine i i've growing up with counter-strike i've just been like yeah that's how counter-strike works you play it for an hour mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and that's the way I've, I've gone to overwatch as a breath of fresh air is almost like it's just quick 10 that's 10 what I, that's what i've like always that. been really enjoying that's what i've been enjoying the most of overwatch which keeps it fresh for me is that like i can just pop in for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and i can have a quick game or a couple of quick games and then i can you know bugger off uh and doing the competitive thing kind of like because if you have a bad team in a quick game, you have a bad team in the quick game, and then you move on with it. Yeah. If you have a bad like, team in ranked, you're stuck there for like another half hour with, yeah. with these shitheads. Yeah. And, but, but, but then you just got to be, be cancerous right back to them. You're just like, your eyes like, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here. <laughs> you just team, team kill the crap out of have you. No, got, you, don't, are you do you use voice chat when you play Overwatch? What? Do you use voice chat when you play Overwatch? I do, but because I'm usually grouped up with uh, friends of mine, it's, it's a really weird mechanic where you have to press a button to switch from group chat to team chat. And you have to actively do that. So the game, by default, turns off your voice chat if you're in a group of other players. Like if you're in a smaller group within your team. So like when we'd be pressing the voice to talk button, because we have a Skype call going, so we don't, we don't need that for ourselves. But we didn't realize for the first week and a half we were just talking to ourselves. <laughs> and I was just like, and we're like, no, man, you're definitely saying, I can definitely hear you in the echo on the game. Well, it was only t- took me later and fucking following up, but it just seems like voice chat. Just now, now I know it's probably non-existent at all on consoles. It's actually very popular on consoles. Really, and uh, it, but majority it, of games have at least two people on voice chat. Fair enough. On your and team, I, I I very rarely come across people with voice exactly, chat. Exactly, that's what I thought as well. And like, Which is I actually I've started to use voice chat on the game myself. Uh, majority of people I come across pretty decent people, yeah. uh, and it just seems that. But whenever they're it just seems that like you know, there's, there's you know there's always a couple of shitheads who want to ruin it for everyone. Yeah, no, they're always picking is. like you know two of the same character. You're like, we don't need three Reinhardts. We're attacking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know they're releasing a game mode that like you only, you can only play as Hanzo, Genji, or Widowmaker? Oh really? Yeah, it's called Quick Play. <laughs> <laughs> I took, I stole that joke from Reddit. That's fine. Um, I just I was like, ah, oh, very good, very clever, very clever. Um. So do you want to just launch right into the Anna news? Yeah, yeah. Cause, I cause guess they announced so. a new character. They announced a new character. Uh, Blizzard announced a new character last night. It's it's what we all expected. It's what we all knew from support, people data mining and stuff. Yeah, support sniper. Support sniper. Uh, not called uh, Sombra like everybody expected her to be called, but called Anna instead. But she still is Farah's mother. She's Egyptian. She's a, she's the old breed of Overwatch. Uh, One of the founding members, according to the lore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, interesting enough, she seems to have an interesting set of skills, like the idea of sniping your players from a distance to provide support, to provide healing. It's good because all previous other supports that would provide healing need to be close. You know, Mercy Mercy and Lucio, which are the two effective only healers, means Zenyatta doesn't really count and Symmetra can only provide armor. So they need to be within a close range for their healing to work. So, like, if you can see a player and they're getting picked off because they've run far ahead because they're a shithead that doesn't under, understand you need to group up <laughs> to attack the objective, uh, you can just shoot them from a distance. And mm-hmm. we can also take out your passive aggressiveness with them not playing well by going, fuck it, headshot. It's like, <laughs> oh, thanks for healing. It's like, yeah, I totally meant to heal you. I definitely didn't take pleasure out of shooting you in the head. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, seem, it seems to be reflective in all her I just feel like, like, just like, 
plaster is being shot at them. Yeah, yeah maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe it's just morphine darts. It's just like you're not actually healing them. You're just making them feel less pain, uh, which is the true tragedy that is Overwatch and its dark, dark lore. But I, 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 I think her entire set of abilities seems to be the, with the same theme. Use it on your own players, it's a buff. Use it on the enemy team, it's a debuff. Yeah. So she's got a grenade as well, which you throw on your own players, it, it heals them. Uh, you throw on the enemy team and it stops them from being healed. So the effect you see on the screen is the health cross, but X'd out. Yeah. And it's got a, kind of got a purple glow to it. So if, you're being, if you've got a hurt mer- Mercy Beam or you've got Lucio around you, their healing's not going to do anything to you. Or you're a Roadhog and you, and you try to chug your health potion it's not going to fucking do too much like uh, which is interesting um, and then she's got her ult is the nano injection or something like that yes where she just makes you like invulnerable I guess it, I, 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 I think it's a speed boost and a damage boost or yeah. something like that and, it, and it can, I think it can only be applied to one hero yeah it only applies to one hero at yeah, yeah. Um, from what I've seen you can there's plenty of live, live streams up I think GameSpot had a, had a load of content with her like full on matches with her and stuff like that they haven't said when she's coming out yet but what they did specify is people were saving up loot boxes for when she comes out that they could just get loads of loot with her. Yeah. But that doesn't count. Um, Jeff Kaplan of Blizzard came out and said, look, loot, what your contents of your loot box are generated when you receive it. So any loot boxes that you received before she came out won't have her things in it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fair enough. A lot of people are probably not happy about that. Uh, I'm not. It's, I'm not pushed. I like. It's not pushed. Like, well, like, like, like it's, 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 it's all aesthetics. Yeah, which it is, is fine. All aesthetics, and it's fine. And it, it isn't, like, it isn't the TF2 Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike way of you get a case, you have to pay to unlock it. You get a case, you can unlock it whenever you want. Mm. You can just pay to speed up that process. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, have you bought? Have you, have you paid for any loot cases in Overwatch? Nope, not at all. Uh, I don't see the point. I did, like. There's a lot of really nice legendary skins, but to the point where I'm not too pushed. I just yeah, enjoy yeah. playing the game, and, and I, I like all the characters and their designs. And I do anyway. enjoy like for me, it's kind of like a like a sweet like you know, at the end of like like oh I leveled up nice get a loot right yeah you know it's kind of like a it is it, it's it, kind it, of like a nice reward for me at the end of it you know yeah yeah and it, is, really it, enjoy. It, it does have that real Skinner box effect of it just like it just opening it and the explosion of it and mm. seeing the coins rain down it's just all a very positive experience yeah. and, and you like, see you got no skins and you're like fuck <laughs> and you're like oh cool I got a sweet fucking soldier seventy six voice line he says. Get on the point, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. worth it. Um, but, like, but but they do have an interesting system of when you get duplicates, you get coins and stuff. Yeah, like that. You can yeah. use the coins to buy stuff, and I'm totally totally saving up for a May firefighter skin because she looks adorable as fuck. Oh fuck, man, man, fucking hate me so much. So who, who who do you main in Overwatch? Um, I, I actually main quite a few. I recently I got into Farah. Yeah, I haven't been playing a lot of Farah on console. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, recently, just just it, she just clicked with me. Fair enough. Uh, like it's just one of those characters that takes a while to click. Once you get it, you get it, yeah, yeah. and you know exactly what to do with her. And I've just been really enjoying Farah. Uh, usually, uh, I play a lot of um, Reaper. Uh, mm-hmm. Love Reaper. Uh, play a lot of uh, Trollbjorn on uh, defense because uh, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in terms of support I usually play I mostly play Lucio in support 
Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I play Zenyatta uh, if I want to do a bit of damage as well. Yeah, and if you already have a healer, exactly. but like, but like that—that's that, the thing that's hard mm-hmm. to get in people's heads that even though you've got a Zenyatta, you still need a healer. Or if you've got a Symmetra, you still need a healer. Yes. People just say, "Oh, we got a support. That's fine. We don't need." No, no, no. like Symmetra barely counts as support. In my no, opinion. yeah, yeah. Um, She's Indian tech support, like. <laughs> <laughs> Again, not my joke, but a pretty funny one. Yeah. Um. No. Uh. I've been playing. Um. I've been enjoying. Uh, I love Reinhardt. Yeah. Uh, Winston's been pretty fun yeah. lately um, in terms of tanks. I don't play a lot of Roadhog just because I can't get him down quite right. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't quite figure out when's the best time to retreat and heal and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms... I like Hanzo as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good with him, but I love playing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy his, his scatter shot when he just like... If you're in a tight area, that thing just fucking wrecks. If you're, yeah, I guess, yeah, like it's, a, it's, it's way more effective than I expected it to be. Yeah, uh, which is nice. His scouting abilities are pretty nice. You, you do get points for the, uh, for helping people get killed with scouting mm-hmm. arrow. Battlefield style. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's always fun to tell the other team to go fuck themselves because a the dragon's gonna come and shit on their uh, shit on their spot or wolves, depending on how lucky or how much it drops. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um. Or if you're rich, fucking just play all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but also they, um, they also they also are saying they're gonna they're gonna boost um, Diva and Zenyatta. They're gonna give Zenyatta more health, which I think is is, is a good thing because he's only got like one fifty or something. At yeah, he's got very little. He's, he's got he's got shields, but he's got only one fifty. Yeah, 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 he's only got one fifty health. And Diva, they're giving a, a boost too as well. They're putting her mech. Um, detonation down from four seconds to three which is very important because like even playing before i came over here i i i got altered on twice by divas and i had enough time to just casually saunter around the corner and just stand behind a fucking lamppost and have that absorb the damage yes of course yeah. uh so like that one second could it could mean a lot and also the fact she won't die to her own ult anymore because if you were around the blast radius yourself you're, you're dead you're dead even yeah. though your teammates don't die yeah i was a little bit weird yeah but it's kind of like get in get out kind of mechanic I, I can understand what they did initially um, because it is the most powerful ult in the game if it's done right Yeah. Uh, and also her defense metrics you know the shield she puts up yes, yes, yes. that's going not on a cooldown but as a toggle to think like uh, Farah's jetpack. so will she be able to shoot when she has the shield up no but you can you can Put it up and down at your will, like you can cancel it immediately. Oh, so you won't, you won't be able to shoot when you're when you have the shield up. No, no, but you never have been able. Yeah. But um, I still think I don't know. Does she need a bit of health? Because whenever I see her, I never treat her like a tank. I always just wail into her as if she's any other character. And you can usually, if you if you focus her down, you can focus her down really quickly compared mm-hmm. to some of the other tanks. Mm-hmm. Like Reinhardt's got that shield in front of him, so he's always a bit like if yeah, if he's yeah. got someone with him who's mind who's watching mm-hmm. his back, it can be really tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roadhawk can retreat and heal himself. Winston's got that shield, and he can also like put a lot of distance in between you and him really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And Diva doesn't really have that capability. She has her uh, kind of sprint. Yeah. But that's all she has, I think. Uh, yeah. In terms of uh, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. But it, all all positive changes. They've listened to community and done, done all these yeah. positive changes. Now, unfortunately, same can't be said for the competitive play because they're like, oh, people want these changes. We we might, we might see them in season two, and I'm just like, well, why not fix it immediately? They well, are fixing. One, they are, they are fixing one. some things immediately, yeah. but leaving others season two. Now I know. I think I think just one season one to play out and see what happens. I guess so. I think they're I, just running an experiment with season one. It's only a month long. Yeah. I, well, I guess. And uh, like they use this, that season system in Diablo 3 and 
see me that's saved that game because that game launched in a terrible way mm-hmm. and and those seasons just kept on improving the game so obviously they know what they're doing um well maybe they do maybe they're not this is their first fps you know so maybe they don't know what they're doing i mean fucking I, hell, man can't, man can't, i can see that trademark blizzard shine all over that thing i can see myself in that shit man yeah. that game has been spit shine to perfection but sure that's 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 blizzard's motto exactly, let's let's yeah. take someone else's game polish it up Sand off the unnecessary pieces and make it much better. Yeah. And speaking of games in which it followed, TF2 got a huge update there recently for the first time in like two or three years. They put in a competitive mode into it and put in matchmaking, which weren't there before. Do you think this was a response to Overwatch? Uh, do I think this was a response to Overwatch? Well, let's just say their competitive mode is 6v6. <laughs> also on the home screen they have this new leveling up thing where you could where the, you're you're filling an XP meter and every time you do you get a drop. Ah. And also when you play the competitive mode you don't pick a map, you just pick what kind of thing you want and it throws you into this random server which it never did before and just like it's an official server that's clean start to finish. It is ex- they they are going, "Yes, this is free Overwatch." <laughs> um, I think start competition I think so. I, I, like I, Overwatch I, is just pressuring the TF2 community. I that think much? so. I think so because TF2 has always been a really, really solid game, especially on PC. I don't like. I, I assume on console, it, uh, it's rubbish. I, I assume it's uh, the servers even still up. Like, like Counter Strike Go released on consoles. If you ever watch gameplay of that, it's fucking. It's something else. It's, it's not Counter Strike. <laughs> well, like, I, I have no point. I have no trouble admitting Overwatch is a much slower game on console, but it has to be. No, it has to be, and yeah. and they make nerfs and changes because of that. Like they yeah. nerfed uh, Torbjorn only on console yes, because course. people couldn't aim at his turret fast enough to take it down before they got killed by it. Yeah, which he, makes sense. You yeah, know? yeah, Torbjorn, like, like he he deserved that. Like I love playing him. He mm. deserved that nerf a lot. <laughs> like like you're going against teams of like five tro. Uh, Toblerones, as yeah. uh, Johnny calls them. <laughs> as a lot of you call them. Yeah, and uh, you just be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Like, mm-hmm. So this TF2 meet your, meet your match, it's called, because it's the first time TF2 has had mm-hmm. matchmaking mm-hmm. and it kind of a ranking system in it. Even though TF2 was played at a competitive level for a while, like, like it was played as an eSport for a while, mm-hmm. uh, not, not to anything huge, like just 10 grand prize pool and stuff like that. Uh, it's a good, well, well game with a lot of storied history. I know of plenty of friends with over two thousand hours of hours in it. I've only got like three or four hundred, but um, I like I thought you were gonna say you only like two or four friends. <laughs> no, I, I I like to believe I do have more friends. Well, maybe maybe not. But we'll, we'll see after this podcast finishes and everybody loses their respect for me. Um, that respect for you? It's true. Maybe they didn't in the first place. I know, but it's a way some of them talk to me in Overwatch. I know they don't have full respect. <laughs> I'm literally the heel slut for the team. Um. But yeah, it's 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 met, been met with mixed response. Some people enjoy a competitive TF two, but some people feel it kind of obfuscates the other what TF two is based on the casual play and the server picking and stuff like that. So me, you have to go out of your way to find that now, mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, you're kind of chasing this Overwatch thing because TF two saw a huge bump up in players when Overwatch launched because people saw Overwatch, saw the comparison people were making, going, well, this game's free. I can yeah, play yeah, this game for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go to TF two. So TF2 has seen a huge resurgence since Overwatch launched, and even I played it after the Overwatch beta. I was just like, "Because okay, you well, haven't had that itch." Yeah, I'm just like, "Fuck it, yeah, let's play TF2." Mm-hmm. And TF2 still to this day is a really strong, good game. Very and solid game. Very solid game. Still looks gorgeous as well because they of the art, the art style. Because yeah. it's because it's stuck to an art style. Even yeah. though that game t- came out 
10 years ago. Yeah, it's a very old game. Very old game. It doesn't, and it doesn't play or sound or feel like it. And that's, that's just credit to Valve's updating. And I know some people don't like their updates, including this one, but they're, st- they're still providing constant feedback to a 10 year old yeah. game. You know, yeah. Same with uh, Dota, they've been very good with the updates mm. on Dota as well. Mm. Um, yeah, but besides Overwatch, I've been playing um, Legends of uh, sorry, okay, Legends of Heroes: Shadows of Cold Steel on Vita, which is a JRPG. That's, I was gonna say that sounds anime as fuck. It, it, it is anime as fuck. If it's on Vita and it's got a title longer than one sentence length, <laughs> it's gonna be an anime game. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's a JRPG. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of scratching the Persona edge. Yeah. Because when Persona 5 got delayed, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, let, let, let them make it for as long as they can. Yeah, yeah. But, but it hurt, man. It hurt. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's got a few, a lot of the same um, uh, tropes. I don't want to say tropes because that has a negative connotation. Yeah. But the setting is very similar. You know, you're you know kid in school and you're meeting all these new people for the first time, and it's kind of about, like, you know, building up your team and making your social connections with these people. Mm. Until about la- a couple of nights ago, uh, I put, like, six hours into it a couple of days ago. Mm. Um, and before that, it was, like, some of the characters weren't really clicking with me. Mm-hmm. But now, I've kind of gone deeper into the game. I'm only, like, oh, I'm probably about, but, like, eight or nine hours yeah. into the game. Um and now the characters are clicking much better instead of just being 2D they've added some depth to them yeah yeah it's, that, uh, it's still like about like 4 inches of depth but yeah, it's something you yeah, know yeah yeah but, but, but that said you, you cast your mind back to Persona 4 that game takes a long while to get, you're like you're, you're, yeah you're winding up you're, for a long time in that you're, game you're playing what is essentially a visual novel for the first hour, hour and a half yeah, even yeah. of that game before it really clicks into like, I remember when that first the game first gave me the opportunity. It's like, oh, well, what do you want to do today? Do you want to work on homework, hang out with your friends, uh, talk to this mysterious girl? And obviously, me being the way I am, I'm like, well, obviously, I'm going to talk to a mysterious girl. Yeah. I'm all my time talking to her. She's very interesting and she's very mysterious. And you go up to her and she's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you today. And she's like, hmm. and you're like, this oh. Marie, is it? Yeah, and I'm just like, I've wasted my day. And I'm just like, I could have hung out with my friends. I could have studied some homework and d- d- did better in the dungeon that night. And also, I do believe like half of my class is missing, missing in this inner TV dimension who might all who might die when it rains. But uh, I'm gonna hang out with the girl a bit more. And I was like, Maybe today she might pay attention to me. <laughs> I think that might say something about your psyche. Then. I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people who played Persona Four played it that way. <laughs> That game, that game, like most JRPGs, just becomes waifu hunter. <laughs> oh, that game more than any JRPG is a waifu hunter. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I am looking forward to Persona Five coming out. I mm. like. I I've, I've nothing to play it on, but I'm just gonna watch somebody else play it. Are um, you not gonna play it at all? Maybe down the line I might get a PS4 again. I I'm not sure. Um, it just doesn't seem like a good value proposition to me. Like especially with the Neo might be coming out. Especially with the Neo, uh, PSVR stuff. The fact that how long is the life cycle going to go on anyway? Um, and this and, and the Neo has lofty expectations. They're planning 4K with like they're throwing around teraflops as well. Like that, that's the because, because that's the go-to metric. But that's ter- the Scorpio. Well, but uh, the, but, the, but the Neo was talking 4.5 teraflops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to look it up. And teraflops is like how it how it programs floating point in indices, which is like how it generates kind of random calculations and is, which is only what happens sometimes in computation and it's a tough thing to do but it only happens sometimes mm-hmm. so it's not a good metric to go on but they're like hey this is a big complicated well, it's, word it sounds let's, great let's, it yeah, sounds let's, great let's pump this out as a PR people will understand 
bigger number and it's just like and it hasn't it's drawn people in but the specs they're talking and but also talking about 4k gaming they don't add up and i'm i'm very skeptical of the whole thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only thing that might draw me into in, in into ps4 is maybe psvr that because that sounds like the most promising way to get vr into into everybody's hands yes as because opposed like, to 800 euro for a for an know, oculus for an, or no, for, for a vive for a vive and like 600 for an 600 oculus. for an oculus and in oculus you have to sign your soul away to facebook and you get like four or five games that are only okay yeah. and then you sit there wondering why i didn't get a vive <laughs> <laughs> that's that seems there's a lot well like you had a choice either get an oculus and eat or get a vive and starve have some vr food man <laughs> but i see a lot of regret from people who have oculuses who are going the vibe is just systematically better. It's just systematically more free. Systematically, you can just do way more objectively. The vibe, even though I think it's got a slightly lower resolution and the build quality isn't as good, mm-hmm. they're like, it's just got way more opportunity. Now I know Oculus is coming out with your touch controllers sometime by the end of the year. I think they expect it. Uh, I doubt it. But the fact that they have to buy that separately, and the fact that they can't just assume everybody with an Oculus, mm-hmm. they're already taking a small target audience and making it even smaller by going hey do you have an oculus but also do you have touch controllers here's a game for you yeah as opposed to the vibe we're going look it's expensive but we can now make every game assuming everyone with a vibe has touch controllers and also has room space vr so we can make all these experiences good clean experiences mm-hmm. now unfortunately that's not the current the, 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 that's not the truth with the current vr landscape at the moment it's more it's more shovelware and Wii type of stuff, yeah, you know, mini games and stuff. And very much like experiences and rooted commas, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, PlayStation has a very good chance. Uh, oh, I think so. We're, I, we're, I think, think they probably have the best yeah. software. Yeah. Of the other two, because because they have so many studios under their buckle that they can just go, hey, hey, guys, work on a VR game. It's like, well, what if we don't want to? Here's money. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many like very good, talented studios. Mm. And it's not like, like... Like Insomniac are working on like three or four fucking VR games. Yeah. There's that Edge of Nowhere that came out, that third person one that everybody says like, even though it's third person, it's really immersive because you're the character that's following the character you're playing as. Yeah. Um, but also they're working on one that's like kind of like a dueling spell thing yeah and they've got uh uh rigs as well rigs yeah which i like i've seen people play that Mm -hmm. and like you can tell when they eject because everything clenches (laughs) and they're like oh dear god and 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 and, and the good thing about the psvr is they hit the recycle their move controllers the thing that they've invested so much in but utterly fell on its ass yeah, it can now and be like, used. There's a PS4 in like a lot of houses. Mm. Oh, like, it is like there's uh, forty million units sold. I think. Yeah, it's 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 a massive amount it's of huge. consoles. Yeah. Whereas I think the PC market, like I don't want to say it's smaller. It's but it, like think of the amount of people who have a PC that can run a Vive or an Oculus. Yeah, that's true. Like you have to have at least a nine seventy and and or like at least an i five CPU. And even though I've heard that is pushing it, but it's. Yeah, it's it's enthusiast grade people they're going for VR, and I think I saw a report that like the amount of people w- that had Job Simulator on Steam because Job Simulator was a tie-in with Vive, mm-hmm. with a launch title with Vive, so I think it was like seventy thousand people have Vive controllers, and, and the article was making it sound like whoa, that's a lot. And I'm just like, that's not a lot if you want to make a profit on selling a game. Exactly, exactly, because um, like games are expensive developed now. Now more than ever. Really, I never, I never, yeah. I never knew that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I heard about it going about like I don't trust all of these internet reports, but some of them tell me it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, I'm looking forward to this. We are launching in October. 
I want to see how it does before I buy one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like part of me kind of wants to buy one day one just to get on the ground floor, and kind of you know, mm. I like because I don't want it to be like the Vita where it's great hardware mm. and it's got so much potential, mm. but because people aren't buying it, people don't develop for it. Yeah, yeah. No, I can pretty understand that. You and, know, and, and, and I want to speak with my wallet when but, I'm doing but, that. But PlayStation did like an incredibly smart thing with the Vita by going, Vita, this is where you play your PC indie games on it, on the go. Stuff like uh, Rogue Legacy, stuff mm. like... Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, and, mm. all, and, and all these games. And it was under the the vice presidency of uh, Adam Boyd, who actually who left, who left this week. Yeah. Uh, I'll always remember games. him for his amazing video with Shiro Yoshida, which this is how you can uh, exchange oh, games exchange on games. PS4. <laughs> he just hands Yoshida a game. What's a, a, another thing that he is absolutely brilliant on is every year at E3, the company Giant Bomb interview, the, interview him, Dave Lang, and Johnny Vignocchi. Johnny Vignocchi, who was head of Disney Interactive. Ooh. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and they just they just get them at their absolute drunkest and they're like these guys are like representative of a huge <laughs> companies like this guy is representative of Disney this guy is representative of Sony and they're just drunk ass talking to them like your thing is and it's, oh it's so funny I highly recommend anyone watch those like it, it's hilarious and mm-hmm. it's so funny mm-hmm. but no Adam Moore's leaving oh, that's yeah. very disappointing you know, but he's going on to develop games so. yeah that's like, he also is very charismatic he's a nice guy to bring out on stage on E3 oh no he was, chat, he was was yeah. instead but, of Andrew House who's a bit more um, he's a bit more level headed but that's him but Andrew was, was the one who reigned in Kojima he's <laughs> like you're ours now. you're our your prodigal son who's returned to make Sony exclusive games yeah, like a la- he had like a lasso and he's just like no, he actually took the umbilical cord from Norman Reedus and wrapped him around it and brought him in. Um, what's really, really strange, sorry, sorry to go back to Death Stranding, but what's really, really strange about Death Stranding is before that, what, that experience of a trailer came out, Kojima had come out on Twitter and said, it's like, my next game will be an action a PVE kind of online multiplayer game in the style of Destiny in the Division, and then he shows that. What <laughs> the fuck? Like, like I, I think like, he's, I think he's just a massive troll. Uh, I don't know. I like like you know he tweeted the soundtrack to that uh, trailer uh, uh, two days before he. Showed yeah, up I'll keep coming, and yeah. then and then I remember going. He was like, oh yeah, I'm just really enjoying this track right now. <laughs> yeah. he did, and that's what he put on the poster with with the with the with the knight in the spacesuit yeah. was he just wrote I'll keep coming and then I was just like huh funny <laughs> um, but the the band that sing a song Lorora they're very good. They're really good. Like, if nothing comes to that game other than the fact that I now know the band Low Roar exists, that's fine. They're a really good band. Um, well, we're not seeing that game for like another 10 years, so. That's true. That's true. They'll probably get like, what, three albums out in the meantime? They probably will. Um, so, what else? What else, what else? what else is on the docket? Well, uh, yeah, that's like, we have a few more things to talk about here because news has been coming not as uh, not thick but uh, should should we should we approach the elephant or you know Snorlax in the room by addressing the giant the phenomenon that is Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go. Yeah. oh yeah have you been playing it I'm playing a shitload of Pokemon Go I, I don't want to talk too much okay I, I want to talk a bit about it because me and Johnny were like really shitting on it last week and now I've completely turned around on it. But the thing is, you can completely shit on it. It is shallow as fuck. There's mm-hmm. not a lot to do. The battling mechanics are really fucked and weird. 
and it's yeah. really and it's really not Pokemon. From the very moment I I loaded up that app or APK because it's not out here yet. <laughs> um, and you careful, s- Nintendo will ban you or Niantic, excuse me. No, they won't because yeah. because you're only banned if you're cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm just using the app. Um, no, they said they'd ban people who are getting the APK. Whatever, I'll set up a new account. Fine. <laughs> um, but. It, uh, when from the moment you load up that game and it presents you with this professor like drawn in this kind of western kind of style mm-hmm. he's very kind of like yeah I'm cool and hip with the kids and he's got like zippers everywhere it looks like a fan drawing of a Kingdom Hearts character rather than mm-hmm. anything else and that really rubbed me the wrong way they really told me yes this isn't a game freak n- a Pokemon game this is an American Pokemon game which it very much is which it very much is and um, but man like that game is there's something else like like it's like, like it. it's, it's 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 not much of a game but what it is is enough exactly it's enough for people to latch onto. it just and goes to show like the idea of pokemon can sell millions while the games themselves and their Nintendo's stock went up by 25 percent 30 percent 30 percent it's gone up by 30 percent it's gone up by 30 percent which is the highest Nintendo's, nintendo stock has ever been since 1982 yeah um which is really funny because Nintendo had fuck all to do with this game. They, they literally just gave the license for for to Niantic for, for Niantic who made Ingress that sold nothing that did nothing. Yeah, but apparently it's really solid, good game. I've heard, I've people, heard, and I've, I've loaded up. So I've loaded up once or twice because I, I like the idea of an AR game where I have to run around and take points and stuff like that. But then I saw that you know because the game had been out three or four years, everything was long established and there was no point in getting into it. Mm-hmm. That's why with Pokemon Go, getting into getting into it from ground level, seeing this fervor running into other kids on the street who are like on their phones almost getting hit by cars and traffic because they're trying you're 25 mate <laughs> alright okay yeah and most of the young people playing this game are 25 20s. I'll be honest yeah they are but from the interactions and just the phenomenon as someone the, who, the, sh- as, the as, social as, experience of it as, as someone who lives off and loves hype I love it I yeah. absolutely love it the idea that when I came over here I on the bike it took me an extra 20 minutes to come over here because I had to stop my bike Catch a Zubat, catch a uh, Eevee because I'm really close to leveling up my second Eevee into either a Jolteon or Vaporeon or a, a Flareon. I don't know. That's amazing. Um, but also taking gyms, taking gyms and this turf war between all the team colors. Which team are you? Team Blue, Team Mystic. All yeah, all boy, found it. All hail. Oh yeah, all, Team Mystic all day, every day. All hail the glorious Articuno. Um, but just. But just the idea that the amount of people that are playing this goddamn game that isn't even out yet. You have to go through these backdoor methods of allowing unknown apps to be installed, going to these separate websites mm. for the APK mirror. Or if you're on iPhone, setting up an American iTunes account with an American email address yeah. with proxies, which my friends have done to play this fucking game. Yeah. And just running around and seeing like so many people playing it. And I remember like... I remember first running, running, coming across somebody the first day I had it who was in the churchyard like, and I was like there's no way a kid my age is going to be in the church looking for Jesus they're looking for a fucking squirrel <laughs> so I was like you're playing Pokemon yeah and he goes oh yeah and I was like oh cool and I was like what team are you and he goes oh blue and I was like we'll take the gym <laughs> I took the gym and I felt really good about myself and I went home and by the time by the two seconds it took me to walk home I'd seen it I already lost it to, to three or four different teams that have come in now in the meantime <laughs> And that's when I realized there is no permanence to gyms at all. Yeah. I had one of the funny stories is I was cycling to work in the morning. I was cycling to work. I usually cycle to work at five o'clock in the morning. I got up at four this morning. No, no, not this morning, but that, that morning I got up at four o'clock to give myself extra time because I thought 
two o'clock in the morning. Nobody would be there to take gyms. <laughs> I can take all the gyms I like on the way on the way to work. On the way to work, and nobody will take them for like four or five hours. And just knowing that I have gyms and my color and people can click on my name and see that I own them will be enough. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm coming down. I come down to English Market. The English Market in Cork is the most hotly contested gym. And I have another story about the English Market in the gym. And it's like, but it was 5 a.m. And I, I took the English Market. I just left a jinx there. Because I was like, whatever. I know it's going to be taken over anyway. I'll just leave my jinx there. And it was only level 200 something. It was, it was nothing. So then by the time I cycled down to the end of Oliver Plunkett Street, somebody had taken it back. Somebody at five o'clock <laughs> in the fucking morning had seen, oh, somebody else took over the English market. I need to take it over now. <laughs> at which point I was just like, who the fuck? And, and, and thinking to myself, who the And I was trying to explain it at work and I was like, who the fuck gets up at five o'clock in the morning to play Pokemon? Like then, you do. And then they go, well, you were. And I was just like, yeah, well, so what? And, and just the fervor about this whole thing is ridiculous. And I remember the other day going out and showing my friend how it worked, whatever. And then, and then seeing the English market turn to Team Red. And I was like, oh, fuck, Dave, Dave, we got to go. Look, they just took it over. So they got weak Pokemon in. Let's go over and take it. So I sat down in front of the English market and I started tapping away and tapping away and tapping away because, you know, that's what Pokemon's always been about. It's always about <laughs> tapping fucking Pokemon. Of course it has been. And, and slightly holding it or trying to swipe fucking you might as well be pissing in the wind if you think you're going to dodge shit especially when the servers go down but I've taken it but you but so when you when you when you, when you take over a gym the gym becomes neutral for a bit and you have to place Pokemon inside it but I just beat him with my most powerful Pokemon which is Pidgeot which I still have Pidgeot is Bay and um, always has been since Pokemon fucking blue yeah everybody loves Pidgeot because Pidgey was the first Pokemon you more or less caught so that, that was I love Pidgey. Pidgeot always ended up being like a mainstay in your party. Oh, completely. Because they I had Fly as well, which was a good move as well as a good TM. Yeah. Um, but it, um, but I'd taken it over. So I decided to heal my, my Pidgeot before I put it in. And I healed it. And I went back to the screen. And I saw that two red Pokemon had just been put in. And it was Team Red again. And at which point I stood up. And like looked around me frantically going, Dave, where are they? Where are, they? <laughs> where are these pricks? Where are these guys? And I looked around and there was nobody there. And and Dave was like, oh, maybe, maybe they live upstairs or something. Maybe that's what it is. They saw it got taken and put it back. So then we just walked away. And as we were walking away, I could see these two guys in a car. And they were laughing their whole <laughs> They were having time in their fucking lives. And I was just like, I know what's going on here. So I walk over to the car. I knock on the door. And then they very kind of hesitantly roll it down. I think I'm going to fucking punch him in the face or something. But I was just like, by any chance of you, let's just say, Dara M112 and uh, Paddy uh, McFox and 27? And they're like, yeah. And then I was just like, you guys are absolute bastards. And they're like, Listen, man, I'm so sorry, but it was too funny. Yeah. Like, you know what? It actually is. I was like, it's a good story. If you were in the same spot, and if you were in the same spot, you would do the same thing. Oh no, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then he was like, and he was like, in a big tick accent, I was like, listen, lad, it's my fault. I shouldn't have put in that gold battle. I should have put in a hypno. And I was like, that's fair enough. I, that's why I thought it was pretty low level. Yeah, that was my mistake there. And I was like, don't worry about it. He goes, you can take it back if you like. And I was just like. No, it's a better story if I don't. <laughs> but then, but then it's, it's, it's whole cases. I, I went to Peace Park the other day, the park in the middle of the town, and um, and I saw loads of kids playing it. I had just taken City Hall, and but there was loads of slots available. So then I just saw these guys playing it. I was like, you guys playing Pokemon Go? And they're like, oh yeah. And I was like, what team are you on? And I got like three guys saying Mystic and one guy saying Valor. 
And I was like, whatever, Valor. Fuck you. I don't, <laughs> fuck I don't. you, prick. Guys, I've just taken over Town Hall and it's Team Mystic. Just plenty of slots. If you've got time, I know it's far away, it's, which is like a kilometre walk away. And I was just like, put your Pokemon there. And I swear to God, all three of them just sprinted <laughs> off to the fucking city hall. And what was really funny is when I looked at my map, I saw that someone had already taken it and it was Team Red. And I was just like, oh well. <laughs> I've got nerds to go outside and stuff. But it is crazy. I think I think it says it all. Where yesterday Pokemon Go surpassed active Twitter, active users on than Twitter, Twitter yeah. on Android, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, fucking hell!" If it's if, like five percent of all phones have it, yeah, which and when which is a mind-boggling number. Yeah, seemingly seemingly it's because it's on top of the iTunes Store. If you're on top, it means you're at least making one point six million dollars a day. At least, at least, I'd say they're making more. But but that said. As a free-to-play game, it's free-to-play hooks aren't that bad. Like, yeah. Like you, you, you never feel shafted. No, never. Never have I run out of Pokeballs or potions. Or I actually don't run out of Pokeballs because I don't have any... Um, Pokestops nearby. Yeah, there's one like uh, in the graveyard down there. Oh, yeah. And there's one like by the lock. That's but, it. That's it. The amount of fucking gyms and stuff that are churches and graveyards. I was like, is this just a conspiracy for the Catholic Church to just be relevant? <laughs> what was really funny was one night going home, I was just like, huh, there's weak Pokemon in this gym. And then I was passing by, it was a graveyard. And it was also half ten at night. And I was just like, I could totally take it. But I'd have to jump and trespass in this graveyard. And I literally sat there for 20 minutes thinking, should I do it? Should I trespass in this fucking graveyard at 10 o'clock at night? And then I decided, no, I'm not going to bother. And then I woke up the next morning. I saw I was taken by somebody else. And I was like, well, I'm glad not everybody else has the same moral standards <laughs> I do. Um, but man, Pokemon Go has taken over the world. And People I know who, not, who aren't even that much into Pokemon, yeah. they're, they're all doing it. I've had my mother ring me up and go, what is Pokemon Go? And, I, and she was like, you're you. mad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and, and she was like, you know, you were in Japan. You know Pokemon. You, you, you do the Pokemans. And I was like, I'll have you know I'm an expert in the Pokemans I am the Pokemans <laughs> I, am, I am become the Pokemans um, but and what's really funny is 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 I get pulled over at the stop lot because I've got a fucking Pikachu charm hanging off the back of my back to back and I was like yeah Pikachu I caught one Pokemon Go right and I was like yeah but also Pokemon was totally a thing for the last 20 years yeah, as well yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. But, but I think this is brought right back into public consciousness the and, way that the original animated yeah and I really hope Niantic stay on top of things. I like, like, I really don't want this to be just a flash in the pan, Johnny, the hot shit for two weeks at most, and then that's it. And if it stays in the way it is, it will be because there's only there's, there's only the first 151 Pokemon. They can bring out generations, but that's the thing. They should bring out generations. And like, while a lot of people will give shit to the later edition Pokemon, who cares? More variety More is variety. all the better. Yeah. But it also, I am very sick of catching Pidgeys and Weedles and Weedles and shit like that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I can appreciate the mechanic you put in. You catch more of that Pokemon. You level up the other Pokemon. It gives these Pokemon value to be used over and over again. But yes, bring in second gen. I want to see, I want to see Cyndaquils. Mm. I want to see Tysflosions. I want to see, you know, I want to see these second gen Pokemon. And following ones. And like, I, I just want, I just want to catch a Bidoof and just name him on fire, yo. So I can say my Bidoof, my Bidoof. My dupe doof is on fire, um, and I, I I just think if they stay on top of that and if they deliver on the promises they're doing, this they're, like they're saying they're they're going to add in this social mechanic where you can have friends on it and you can see where your friends are on the map mm. and 
and you can battle with them and trade with them. And I'm just like, yes, that's a great that, idea. That's, that's, what, that's, that's a everybody's great idea. wanting yeah. right now. Mm. And I feel like once they get that down, once that, if they deliver on that and it's fun, yeah, then they have a goal, like, that's a golden goose, man. Mm. That shit's gonna keep laying golden eggs until the fucking day it dies. Yeah, and it's not like they don't have enough Pokemon to go by. There's like 800. And like, and some of the later ones are pretty cool. Like, the Pokemon designs in X and Y were really cool. And the starters in Sun and Moon look pretty cool as well. Yeah. And I know people, a lot of people hating them, but fucking Poplio is my home dog, you know? Maybe a clown dog seal thing, but I love them all the same. <laughs> um, uh, and there, there was also, I, I saw that uh, Cerebi.net said there was two new Pokemon announced on this Japanese magazine. Yes, I saw that, yeah. And did you see the ghost one? The ghost one is wearing really like this weird. really creepy kind of like paper Pikachu disguise and looks really creepy, but in a really, really cool yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Where it, it just looks sad. It looks like a sad ghost. And, you know, that's what you wanted your ghost to be. Really fucking sad. <laughs> really depressed. Really depressed as a ghost. Nobody wants angry ghosts. Angry ghosts ruin your fucking day. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Save your angry ghost for PT likes. Um, but yeah, that's Pokemon Go. It's it's a fucking thing. And yeah, I, I'm, like, I haven't even done any gyms. And I'm just enjoying it. But I oh, just but love like, but the even, mechanic but even, of catching stuff. And I leveling it up. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, the gyms. Like, gyms itself is a completely other add-on to it. And while... The battling system, like I said, is piss poor. It's yeah. literally just you tapping on a Pokemon. And, also and, it's, like, and it's all reaction-based. It's like, oh yeah, let's take this turn-based game, but let's change the turn-based aspect and make it reaction-based, mm-hmm. even though our game is server-side only and our servers are dying more than fucking anything like. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> yeah, no, it is a good problem to have. But yeah, the battling feels weak when... Previously, and, in, in previous yeah. Pokemon games, that's all. Ba- that's all. Pokemon yeah, and the, like the elementals, elementals don't matter. Like your elementals. I, 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 I was told that at first, but it actually does have a big thing. I can beat a Pokemon two hundred levels above me if I have type advantage. Really? I beat a. Uh, I I have a Jolteon, which is great because down by the fucking river, where there's a few gyms, they're all water Pokemon. There's Kinglers and there's uh sea kings and stuff like that i can destroy them even if they're 200 levels because i've got electric type pokemon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which which are rare enough i i don't like you to go to power plants to get electric type pokemon i don't know yeah i don't have any electric type pokemon i've got i've got two i've got jolteon which i evolved from eevee and then i got pikachu which catch out of an egg i'm not sure if they've got pikachu to be rare or not i'm like i don't no, know the, it, it, is it is rare it is rare because 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 i got an achievement for having one pikachu and i'm just like is that just because he's the mascot or is it because he's rare? I'm not sure. No, he's a very rare character. Yeah. I've got well, two eggs uh, ready to hatch and hopefully like, I don't, I don't, do th- I don't do that much walking so it's going to be a while. <laughs> but that's the thing, fucking, the bicycle is great and I do appreciate that they, that they, that they factored in. If you're in a car moving at any speed, it recognises you're going too fast to be walking yeah, and cycling yeah. and doesn't count, which I think is great because I can just see people taking road trips just to fucking hatch eggs. Um, but, but cycling and like I can cycle to work and hatch two eggs and it's perfect. I'm just like I was like, but yeah, this is totally canon to the games. And the yeah, games you yeah. bought a bike and you played a <laughs> diddly, 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 diddly. Did you have the music going in your fucking headphones? I did. I did. <laughs> oh my god. Days. For two days I did and I thought, this is really funny. This is a cool this is a cool novel concept. I'm riding around on a bike catching Pokemon, some officer's gonna play the bike music. But then Eden soon realized that the bike music is a 10 second loop. And, you know, about 30 seconds or 40 seconds in, when you're listening for the fourth time, you're like, yeah, no, this, this, this is, this, awesome. this is a bad time. idea. So I listened to the podcast instead. I was like, grand. Um, but yeah, that's Pokemon Go. It's a thing. It, it's a global phenomenon. 
And hopefully it's not just a flash in the pan. Hopefully Niantic see this and go, hey, we're making money on a game for once. Yeah. Fuck Ingress. Yeah. Even though it's because of Ingress that Pokemon has its landmarks and stuff like that. It's from people setting up landmarks and really common areas for people to play Ingress in Ingress. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they're the ones who set up the landmarks that are now being used in Pokemon Go's gyms oh. and Pokestops. So, I didn't think there was that many people playing Ingress in Cork. There was there, there's quite a few from when I loaded up like a year ago. Oh. It was it was it was fairly well established. There was certain nodes and landmarks and stuff like that. And it is weird kind of cyberpunk punk kind of aesthetic Feel to it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was cool. It was thematic, but not enough people were interested in it. Yeah. We just slap on a thin coat of Pokemon paint and it works. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Like you can slap a thin coat of Pokemon paint on, on a pile of shit and it'll work. It's true. It's true. But um, no, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I know it's fucking skin deep. Yeah, but that doesn't bother me because they're not asking me to pay for Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all good with that. Do it. Speaking of phenomenons, actually, one thing on here that I really want to talk about: No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has gone gold, for the and they also week. finished it. They no gone gold means they finished it. Yeah, I mean it means that it's ready for search. That they have no more to be done. All the bug fixes done. It went they're gold. still they're starting the updates. Oh, they're starting the updates. Now. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they've got an update ready, but yeah. um. But they're but they're sending it out for certain. I saw the brilliant. You see the brilliant cheat of them with like the first CD, with the CD, and all the CD, cheering. yeah. And that's the thing. You 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 see, he's a like, good work. Well done, Sean Murray. Well done, Sean Murray. That's yeah. the man's name. And is is he Irish? He's got an Irish accent. No, sometimes uh, uh, he's like English. I think. I think he's English, but I think he's like this. He's got Irish parents or something. Because sometimes I'll hear an Irish accent in him. So I'm like, yeah, that's No Man's Sky. That's that Irish developed game that's developed in Gilmore in England. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Sean Murray is about as Irish as you can get. <laughs> No Man's Sky, oh, I have this huge fear that it's going to disappoint the shit out of everybody that plays it. Because everybody's built it up in their minds of being everything encompassing. Absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realise is when you're dealing with per, per, uh, procedurally generated landscapes and maps and stuff like that, you're going to roll the dice on whether stuff is interesting or not. Yeah. You're going to go to like six planets or so in a row that's just all desert and then you run out of fuel and you're stuck on desert planets and you have to mine for materials. Yeah. That's going to happen. But it's... I always love the story of the indie developer that tries to break new ground. Of mm-hmm. the like team of four or five different people. Hello Games started with six people making this game. And, and the then only... all their servers got destroyed because it flooded. Yeah. All their compu- the all their shit was lost. Yeah, yeah, all their was, shit was lost. It was only because one guy took his hard drive to w- w- with him to work on his regular job that he goes oh no I have most of it backed up and you're like oh thank god <laughs> that's like god knows how many years of work down the shitter like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the idea that they only had six people and they showed it at the first game awards like three years ago or something yeah, like that yeah, most of them. and everybody was just blown away by this game these people who only made a really okay Xbox Live motorcycle yeah. stunt game yeah, before yeah, yeah. were now trying to make Essentially, an explorable universe. Yeah. With seventeen quintillion possible planets. Yeah. The apparently, if you only go on one, pl- if you only just step on the planet to discover it and head up back off, mm. and you're the only one playing the game, it'll take you five hundred billion years to discover all the planets. Oh, completely. Which Absolutely. is the longer our actual universe has left in its existence. <laughs> and it's it's amazing the scope and scale of this, but I don't think people are going to get. That multiplayer interaction they're gonna hope for. It's, just, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's it's it, like, I I I think it's gonna become a thing where people will post on Reddit and they're gonna be hit the front front page of I just landed on a planet that another player was on. And it's like oh my god yeah. because 
It's there's so much. There's so hey, much. But it's 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 like it's like you know standing on the edge of the fucking ISS space station and just throwing two marbles out of space. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, some point those two are gonna hit each other. Hopefully, we'll see. And it's, and it's just like, and then the, meanwhile the guy beside me going, yeah. I hope No Man's Sky is good as well. <laughs> um, but just from what I've seen from the art style and stuff and their ambition, like, I have a soft spot for these indie darlings. Yeah. Like, I really like... like. And Sean Murray looks like such a nice guy. And that's the thing. The guy gets up at E3 and was like, oh, gosh, um, I'm really sorry. We're a really small team. Um, uh, we were making a little game. I'm not sure if you guys will like it or not. And then it just shows No Man's Sky and everybody's like... Fucking hell, like, give this guy a Nobel Peace Prize for just being a really nice, approachable guy. He seems human, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As, so, as opposed yeah. to anyone at the Xbox conference. Well, no, the people at the Xbox conference were human, especially those playing that fucking Final Fantasy XV. Oh, demo. Jesus Christ, stay of that demo. Oh, man. Christ. Stay of that demo. Can we, can, we, can we just... Well, we'll finish up with No Man's Sky at first. No Man's Sky is coming out. Is it sometime in August now? Yeah, I, August. Yeah. Have they specified a date yet? Uh, they have. I just don't have it off uh, my head. But I'm just like, we'll see what it's like when it comes out. I guess because it's 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 one of those things that I'm sh- nobody's gonna understand until they play it. I I I'm expecting this really kind of blissful exploration game, or I'm just gonna like like when I'm tired when I'm listening well, to podcast. You just want chill out for a while. just gonna chill out. Like flower or something along those something lines. Something along those lines, lines yeah. or or stuff like um, journey maybe. Proteus. I never played Proteus. Proteus is really like just literally walking in these like pixel bunnies will pop by to a piano song like, oh, cool. And then you realize, oh my God, this game has made me stoned. (laughs) Um, Stoned playing the game. Oh God. I I recently introduced that to a friend who was not quite sober and he just like, no, turn off, turn off. I'm getting hot sweats. I'm getting hot sweats. (laughs) Um, um, But... But yeah, no, No Man's Sky could be anything. It could be everything. It could be nothing. Um, but more than likely, it's going to be this really kind of ethereal, sandboxy, crafting kind of survival game. Yeah. But hopefully, it's got enough hooks to keep people going. It's it's got enough go- a good enough. I I, I really that game has so much good will behind it. I, I'm pr- I'm sure it's going to sell well. I'm sure it's going to sell pretty well. Yeah, but that's but, the thing. But, but Watch Dogs sold well. Watch Dogs yeah. is one of the highest selling IP, but that game turned out to be a crock of shit. Yeah, exactly. I really hope that... I don't know if this game is going to review well. I don't think it's a game that reviews well. That's the problem. People are going in with so many kind of almost unwarranted preconceptions. But then again, maybe they are warranted because they haven't given up enough information otherwise. Yeah, because like, like, we don't... like. Sean Murray keeps saying this is a game you have to play to understand. Yeah, and that's which, which I hope people will understand. Yeah, but at out. the same time, you can't give the people. You can't just say, "Here's a whole universe, and you can do all these things." And you were like, "Well, like, how far can I go with that?" Because he was because he's like, "Oh, you can build your own ship." You're like, "Oh, so can I build a Death Star?" And he's like, "Eh," and you're like, "Oh, you can discover new elements." Oh, so can I cre- like can I create new molecules? Like, eh, and I'm like, "Make give us some like solid yes or no's, please." But but it sounds like. And it sounds like, uh, and then in the back of his mind, taking this all down and knows like, I must show the guys later. That's why I got, that's why I got released, because they were like, let's work on, our, let's work on our molecule physics <laughs> and, and add it to the game. Because God knows the game doesn't already have enough in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I guess we'll see once it comes out. The enigma of No Man's Sky will finally be known to everyone. Yeah, will you be playing it? Yes, uh, I want to. 
but I've just become so kind of cautious when I come to buying games now that it's I, only on I, is it on PC? You no, know, it's on it's on PC. It comes out on PC and PS4. PC and PS4. Okay. Um, so console exclusive. Console exclusive on PS4. Um, That's a great word. I love that. A great term. Console oh, exclusive, which basically means PCs are right, but fuck the other guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh, we're the first ones to have it on the console. Oh yeah, and it's on PC because everything's on PC anyway, so it doesn't matter. Except uh, Uncharted. Except Uncharted, which is seemingly game of the year. Because you can see the fucking cellulite through Nathan Drake's ears when it glows Mate, in the sunlight. Mate, that game. Have you played it? I haven't played it at all. Um, I've never played any Uncharted game. But, wow, but, 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 man. But, That's uh... But I did play, I did play um, The Last of Us Remastered. And I did play... I did play a new Tomb Raider. So technically, within that chasm, I have played Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Like, un- the way Unch- like, I like Tomb Raider. Um, I actually think the I haven't played uh, the new one because that's not on PS4 yet. But like, seemingly it's very good. Yeah, seemingly it's, it's very good. It's but it's 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 like not sold well at all because it's Xbox One and PC exclusive. Yeah. But it's but it seemingly it's very good. Really open, a lot more open than the last one. But like, I really enjoyed on. the old Tomb. I really enjoyed the last Tomb. Right? Yeah, no, I thought it was really good it, as well. I thought it was like mm. it was exactly what I was looking for. The perfect time. I was like, because I, I was playing a lot of really long RPGs at the time. Oh and yeah, and, and, that, and that was kind of like. A really kind of Michael Bay esque film of a, of a game, yeah, but done in the right way, like yeah, yeah. Mm. where like it was like just the right length, it had just the right amount of action, just the right amount of you know downtime, mm. where you're like, oh, okay, I can breeze through this in like a week, take my time with it, and just yeah. have an enjoyable time, yeah, and like, guaranteed. As opposed, you're like, oh fuck, I got like three hundred hours left in The Witcher, oh, <laughs> oh shit, and I just where did I put the potion of a uh, shinier pants? <laughs> Oh god, Triss and or Yennefer isn't going to enjoy when I come back with these severed hog's heads who look to be the children of the man who I trusted. And also, what? Man, every time I see The Witcher on Steam. I love that game. The Witcher 3 is like a fucking... I've heard that game is... The Witcher 3 always sounds to me like the best game that nobody has any time to play. (laughs) It is probably the best game I've ever played. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard many people sing so many praises about it. But every time I'm looking at it, I'm just like, I don't have the time to put away to it. Like, that's why I find myself playing games like Hyperlife Drifter and all these, like, small indie experiences mm. is because I can They're take them. They're best enjoyed on your Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or uh, I, I, I could just enjoy them in small, bite-sized chunks, yeah. you know. That's why I'm enjoying Overwatch right now, because I'm... Cause yeah, like, cause it's, besides it's Overwatch, I'm playing Tokiden, which is, like, a Monster Hunter game. Oh, yeah, I heard. Monster Hunter Generations came out as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. But that's on 3DS. Anyway. It's on 3DS, yeah. That's that's inferior, inferior handheld. <laughs> inferior, but it's still sold. Shh! How many... I think it's sold like 18 million. Our informed million. listeners don't need to know. <laughs> I, I, I think the 3DS has sold like 18 million units or something like that. Like, handhelds always destroy consoles in sales. Oh, yeah. And, and that's and, never and, emphasized. And, and it always wrecks Japan. Like, Japan. Oh, yeah, completely. Japan. Well, like, 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 even the Vita sold really well in Japan. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, that's, that's why you have so many JRPGs and anime games on Vita because they do. It's, a, it's actually it's a very nice JRPG machine. Yeah, yeah. No, as, as, as someone whose Vita was literally nicknamed the Persona 4 go-to machine. Uh, it, it was. It was really good. Like, that was the best version of Persona 4 was the gold edition on PSP or PS Vita. PS Vita, yeah. No, I really enjoyed that game, man. Uh, but hopefully, uh, like, Vita is like one of those things where I'm always looking for more things on my Vita, but at the same time, I have enough things on my Vita. Mm. Which is um interesting bit to be in. That's fair enough. But look, 
that's the show for today. I think we've rambled on enough. <laughs> yeah. We've gone off on enough tangents. I don't think there's anything really important left to talk about. No, not really. Other than, oh, Evolve going free-to-play for all. Yes, Evolve. All, okay, we'll, we'll just do a quick bit on Evolve, and then we'll uh, sign off. So, fun fact. Give a guess how many people were playing Evolved before it went free-to-play. Actively, per day. Four players and a raccoon. <laughs> you weren't too far off. The daily user was, was like 50-something. Holy crap! 50-something. And 50-something. 50, 50, like 54, 55 or something like that. It was really, This explains really a lot because I saw that their, like, they went up by, like, their player base went up like a thousand and something percent. But, like, their, 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 but if it was 50-something percent, 50-something people, then no wonder. Yeah, yeah. But like now now it's sitting at like sixteen to 25,000 per day. Which makes other which makes a lot of sense. People are going. Did we actually say it went free to play? Because I don't think we actually. Oh, it all went free, free to play. play. Yeah. On yeah. um, <laughs> PC only at the moment. PC only. It seems to be their beta thing. And in fairness, Turtle Rock, they did address the whole thing. They they said, look, the, the game when it first came out, everybody was excited for it, and we made this really cool game, and then we got bogged down with DLC, and and they even referred to it in their own article. You can look it up. They called it themselves. The DLC shitstorm, <laughs> uh, which made a lot of sense. Well done. Because whoever does PR for them, yeah, good, good, yeah, good idea. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Turtle Rock, Turtle Rock were the original people who developed Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 for Valve, and then moved on to make Evolve for 2K. Also, they have that sort of pedigree in terms of asymmetric gameplay. Exactly, exactly. With with the versus mode, and I had never heard of Turtle Rock before this. Uh, I have heard of Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, Turtle Rock also developed the Nuke map in. Um, Counter Strike, which is a very famous old map, um, which is funny because if you go up on top of one of those silos, you can actually see their logo, Turtle Rock Studios. And I was just like, oh, very clever. But you have no clip out of the game to see it and stuff like that. But yeah. anyway, there's your Turtle Rock uh, fact of the day. Uh, but anyway, um, it's Evolve has gone free to play. A lot more people are interested in it. 2K, or not 2K, but Turtle Rock have said, look, the game's not selling well. It's not doing well. We don't we, have active users. We made a shit of it. We made a shit of it. But we do believe in this game and fair play to him. I really do want to see a good asymmetric multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, obviously Evolve fail because, it, like Titanfall, it was shallow. There was not a lot of depth to it. And you had to buy 200 euros worth of DLC to get the whole game. Holy crap. 200 euros. That is train simulator level of DLC no well, maybe not train simulator is like 1,500 or something maybe like Euro Truck <laughs> Euro Truck, Euro truck yeah maybe, maybe with the Scandinavian expansion <laughs> and the uh, fucking Scania truck upgrade pack or whatever but yeah evolving on free to play that can only be a good thing like like they can only stand they can only get better they yeah. can only get, like yeah and, 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 and uh, what's and, their model do we know seemingly they're doing it league style of rotating hun- hunters as in you'll have three or four hunters you can play as and next week you'll have a different bunch of hunters to play as with different abilities and stuff like that but they da- they haven't just you know slapped a sticker that says free to play on it they have rebalanced it they've changed up the abilities and they've, they've made it a more balanced game because seemingly the monster would nearly always win 100% of the time and, and that's, oh, that's, that's, that's probably obviously that's going to yeah. be a big issue if that's the so hopefully, hopefully it does well. Hopefully it sells well because God knows 2K can't have another failed game on their hands. Oh no, not after fucking... I, you, you heard it here first. Battleborn going free to play by the end of the year. Oh, that's a prediction and a half, my friend. Yeah. Oh, that's a prediction and a half. It definitely will be. Which is a shame because that game looks it looks interesting. It's not the game for me because it, it, like, like I said with most other games, once I see lanes and once I see people going towers, I'm just like, 
Fuck off. No, 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 nope. I see what but you're saying. But you played Dota, right? I, I played Dota for a hot minute before realizing this is, this is I, I can't. I, I don't understand. And there's rushing people shouting at me. I don't know what's going on. I was like, at least in Counter-Strike, I'm like, I, like, I can be the dumb player. As long as I can aim at heads and shoot them and tell people to go and smoke this spot, go here, touch out these guys. When, I, when I'm not like warding rivers and rushing Roshan to get cheese to rebuild into boots that make me run fast and I can blink out of a place to put a black hole down and then kill my own creeps so that they don't get the gold to buy their things. It's called deny you scrub. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about MOBAs. But that's, that's, that's just me. That's just me. No, oh, a lot of people just, don't care about yeah, The I only MOBA I've, I've ever really enjoyed is uh, uh, Hots. Oh, here's a storm. Here's a storm. Very good MOBA. Very lo- a lot of fun. Very good energy level MOBA for people who I've heard. I've heard. Are like, like, intimidated like, by it. Like, like, like most MOBA, like most Blizzard games, people have just got Blizzard have just gone. Hey, how about this game that you like? More casual and easier to come with, and just a higher level of polish on it. <laughs> and it works. And it works. And it works. works. It's a yeah. really fun game, and I don't have to deal with angry Russians all the time. True. Which is True. nice. <laughs> which is always a positive. <laughs> cover. Speaking well, from Dota and Counter Strike, yes. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, You're that's the end of our podcast. That's the end of our rambling, fucking train wreck of a podcast that we've had today. Hold on, I brought my A game. <laughs> I don't know if you were trying to put off on tangent or whatever. No, I just feel uh, that we uh, we uh, we don't have any time for wrestling today, and also Jonathan isn't here, and Ethan doesn't watch wrestling. Uh, I just I just hear about wrestling from third parties. Yeah, which so. cannot be confirmed or, de- or denied. Yeah, so look, uh, next week we'll have more on wrestling. Uh, Maybe some actual in-house wrestling. Might hear some, some of the boys groping it out. You know? <laughs> I'll tell you Slap those some baby oil. I'll tell you, I'll get, tell her, get, get her baby faces ready. You know, teal and toe heel into someone's asshole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what wrestling's about, right? Tiny whitey's muscles. Yeah, baby yeah, oil. Sure, sure, why not? That's so I think I might be confusing it with gay porn. Uh, Is there a difference? <laughs> I suppose gay porn is better storylines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, uh, the Critical Classic is uh, starts today, actually, and Ultima Lucha Dose Part 2 is tonight as well. We'll be talking Part 1 and Part 2 uh, next week, and we'll be going to CWC. Of course, what happened on Raw and what's happening with NXT. Raw, just like the dicks. Yeah, boy! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been great. Uh, next time, hopefully, we'll have the full party. We'll have the band back together. Well, together. Together for the first time. Together for the first time. And um, it's going to be a it's gonna be better show, even than this one, believe it or not. Oh, it'll be hard to top. It'll be, it'll be hard to top anyway. I'm going to have to fucking bring my A game next time. What was this, your C game? This, this is me, but barely showing up. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a shell of a human being right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, until next, ne- next time, this has been Amar from Ethan. The Loading Screen. And we'll see you next time.